Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oney, alongside you for the next 30, 45, hour, hour and a half almost yesterday, but uh, we had a lot to get to and talk about um, over the weekend and, you know, all the things that took place when it came to um, striking down Roe versus Wade and Casey and um, all of that wonderful goodness. Um, it is a Truth or Fiction Tuesday, so we're going to get into that real quick. Before we do that, do not forget, uh, you can follow me at social media or on social media at the cop and show he that guy over there he's pat oni uh the wonderful co-host here and he is at the pat oni show you would know that if you're watching on our rumble page rumble.com backslash critical thinking again that's rumble.com backslash critical thinking subscribe away we are just i believe right now 11 subscribers away from the 100 subscriber mark there um let's get there and then let's get to 500 um by the end of the year um, that that is a goal of ours um but <clears throat> Um, thank you to each and every single one of you who listen, who watch. Uh, we, we really appreciate you. Um, so housekeeping uh, for the show first. Um, next week, we will not be with you. Uh, we are going to take next week off. Um, Pat has had a lot of off time, but that's for a different reason. Um, but uh, I need a mental break at some point in time here. So uh, I, I'm, we're going to take next week off. It, it wasn't by choice, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was a, uh, how shall we say this? A uh, contractor, uh, a, a GC-induced um, um, time off. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep. So um, so anyway, we're, gonna, we're not going to be with you next week. Uh, we're going to take next week off. Um, now, the other housekeeping... Well, there's actually two more housekeepings. Number uh, number two on this list is on Thursday, we're going to do a deep dive into a concept called judicial supremacy. And we're starting to see this. And, and this is the thing that um, we didn't get to yesterday when it comes to the Roe versus Wade and the Casey and, and the concurrent opinion of Clarence Thomas. Um we're going to talk about the idea of judicial supremacy because we're starting to see this um, happening after the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Okay. Um, and we're going to talk about it because in your state of Utah, in the state of Texas and elsewhere, there are now multiple challenges to state laws that have been put onto the books um, in regards to abortion post Roe, uh, post the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And this uh, idea of judicial supremacy needs to be looked at. So we're going to do that on Thursday. So a little preview for Thursday's show. Of course, tomorrow will be a WTF Wednesday. Um, 
But we also would be remiss to not mention a brand new podcast that I am producing. Now, Pat is helping behind the scenes, um, but um, I am doing the writing, the producing, the actual uh, podcast recording and all that wonderful goodness here um, in my wonderful palatious studio. Um, It is Reviving Liberty. Again, it is Reviving Liberty, the very first episode of which dropped this morning. So please check it out. You can find it on Google. I believe you can find it on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, um, and other areas uh, in which you you know you do your podcasting. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find it almost anywhere. So it's reviving liberty, and this is different than this show in a in a multitude of ways. Because this is an offshoot of some of the things that we've been talking about over the last year and a half, really. Right, Pat? Really, yeah. And what this is, is it? I kind of describe it as a manifesto to reviving liberty in my life and in hopefully your life as well. This is not meant to be a necessarily a call to arms or some weird political manifesto. That's not what this is. This is simply what was liberty? What should it be? How do we or do we even want to revive it in America? And we we began talking about this almost a year and a half ago, and it kind of morphed into this is a liberty-based, this is a mindset. This is something you have to live and and put active in your life every single day. This is an intentional action. And it is meant to buttress not just the cultural wars, not just all the things that are going on, all the insanity, not just the are we a socialist country or are we a country or not. This is how do I take control of my life, live liberty for myself, and come what may around me. So we're beginning that journey um, today. Again, you can go to revivingliberty.com. You can check out the trailer and the introductory episode um, that goes through some of the things that I've just talked about, but some of the other things um, and where we're going with the show and and uh, how it has changed parts of my life and how I hope that it changes other parts of my life as we continue down this road. But it's not just a manifesto. It's really tactics. It is um, a step-by-step instruction um, guide into how liberty, classical liberty, gets revived in America. So I'm excited for that journey. Again, it's revivingliberty.com, or you can find it wherever you uh, get your podcast. And if we're not there already, um, the good news is if you just search Reviving Liberty, It's the very first thing that pops up. So um, I hope you join us on that journey. Join me as I talk you through the steps and tactics towards reviving liberty and putting a liberty mindset into your life. All right. All that wonderful goodness out of the way, Pat. It is a truth or fiction Tuesday. Um, So we're each going to get two truths or fictions on this uh, wonderful episode. I'm going to let you go first. Alrighty then, for my first truth or fiction. Truth or fiction, the overturn of Roe versus Wade will motivate the left to vote in the midterm elections, causing either a prevention of a red wave or making the red wave lesser than what it was perceived to be before the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Fiction. Why? Because fewer and fewer people are identifying themselves as um, leftists or as Democrats. Okay? We we talked about this a little bit just in Florida itself. Right? We went from Florida being a arguably bluish-purple state prior to the election of Ron DeSantis to today, hold the Republican Party holds a one and a half million registration advantage 
over the Democrat Party in that state. That's massive. That is that, that is deep red. That is hard to overcome. Now, part of that is the the groups of people that have moved into Florida are largely people who are disaffected by blue state government and have chosen Florida as their home base, right? We've seen that. We've seen people moving from all over the country uh, to Florida. I understand that. But in order to overturn that, you've got to find 2 million Democrats in a state like Florida. Now, that's Florida. Ron DeSantis is arguably probably 70 to 80% of the reason that that is happening. So I, I, I want to kind of put that aside. So my main focus and reason for this is Roe versus Wade, by November, that decision and its quote-unquote aftermath will have had little to no effect on the vast majority of Americans. Okay? The vast majority of Americans are going to say, what is the economy doing? How do I feel about the economy? Um, do I or do I not have a job? How easy is my job? For instance, here in real estate, the worry is that um, the Biden administration and the economic narrative has actually scared people off of home buying, which is something that um, they shouldn't be scared of in this environment. Because you hold an asset that has value. No, long, no matter how long you hold on to that, it does have value. Now, ask yourself this question, Pat. Do you think between now and November, the economy dramatically turns around from inflation, from deficits of trillions and trillions of dollars? Uh, do, do you see... Um, the job market getting better because, yes, wages have gone up. Yes, things have gone up, but they haven't kept pace with inflation. You know, we, we take a look at the producer price index like we did a few weeks ago, right? The producer price index versus the consumer price index, and then there's an inversion there. And it is still costing more than to produce an item than it is to consume the item. That is a problem. So I look at it from the perspective of the cardinal truth of 20th century and beyond politics in America is they vote, the American people vote with their wallet. All the other things, the, the culture war, the, all of those things can be wrapped together if they are tied to the economy, right? This ain't it. Now, I would argue if this happened in October we might have a little bit of a, a switch. But ask yourself this question, Pat. How many independent voters out there are going to give a toss about voting for a Democrat because of Roe versus Wade over... Because what you're going to ask the American people to do is vote, vote for <clears throat> a group of people who want to overturn the overturning of Roe versus Wade, Right? And ignore the economic realities that exist in their lives. The price of gas, the, the price of a gallon of milk, the price of eggs, the price of meat, the price of poultry. You know, your grocery bill it used to cost 40, now it costs 60. You know, um, you're asking them to ignore that and vote for that. It doesn't work for me. So it's a total fiction that... that they're not going to gain anything. They're not going to change what is going on when it comes to Roe versus Wade uh, or, the, or uh, the red wave either. They're not changing any of it. I, I don't see it. <clears throat> uh, unless there's an economic change. Um, so I, I tend to agree with you. Um that I, I generally believe that this is fiction. The only way I, I could see maybe some races around the country tightening up, but I don't know that this is enough to sway an election that's already leaning um, Republican to Democrat all of a sudden. Um, there might be certain areas where it might do that a little bit, but I, I, I just, I don't see it as a 
nationwide thing. I, I, I just don't. Um, I think you're right. I think a lot of the dinner table issues, specifically, you know, your your family finances, how you're providing for your family, are you able to keep food on the table, you know, a roof over your head, all that sort of stuff is going to come first. It has mm-hmm. to. It has to. Um, yep. And 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 the thing the thing is is like I, I I went out for the first time yesterday, and and like a week and a half, two weeks, and saw the price of gas, and I'm just like, yep, yep, this is why I don't leave my house right now. Um, and try not to go anywhere because it's just like I I don't want to pay for gas. It's not um, just the gas either. If you go to a right, restaurant, it's right? The, it's the thing that cost uh, the burger that cost twelve dollars cost fifteen. Right. What? Well, and then the other thing too. I mean, the only the only thing that I think that would give me pause in this, and you mentioned the independent voters, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm basing this off of just talking with family over the weekend, who happened to the vast majority of them happened to identify as independent voters. Okay. What about um? Identifying as women or men. That 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 remains to be a debate. Okay, uh, just checking. Yeah, yeah, that remains to be a debate. But <laughs> they they talked about um, a lot of the other potential things. You know, things that like, like Clarence Thomas had said and saying, like, well, if these things happen, you know, we'll we'll vote for the other side. Um, and I'm like, will you though? Will you? So I, I can see some independent voters doing it despite economics, but I don't know that it's going to be the vast majority of people. I think okay. it's going to be small. To answer that, I would, I would argue this, Pat. Every single poll that, that has been taken okay, to date, which group is most disaffected by the policies, the actions, the work "Quote unquote of the Ob- of the uh, Biden, excuse me, Freudian slip, the the Biden administration. It's independence. Independence, yeah. So, so, you, so you're starting from a position that is as as bad as humanly possible, and you're expecting it to flip exactly the other way. In order for for your premise to have been true, or the question that you asked, not your premise, the question you asked to be true, you must take." independence and completely flip it on its head now the the only group of people that will go out and vote likely hardcore quote-unquote for you are supposed to be the democrats right you're 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 expecting this to be a turnout election when it turns out that this is actually going to be an election about what independents do there's no way you you are so far behind when it comes to independence, if you're Joe Biden, that unless something snaps good in the economy, great in the economy, you're, you're up, you know what's creek without a paddle. So, and I, I think that's absolutely true. Um, the other part of it too is, whether you're independent or Democrat, what has this administration given you to be excited about in the last year and a half? Well, exactly. The, the, to right. your point and to your question, is it supposed to be Roe versus Wade, right? And right. My the other thing I would answer your your family on is, what would voting for the Democrats do when it comes to what the Supreme Court is going to do, right? What what would that serve? What considering they haven't been able to accomplish much in the last year and a half? What what do you think they're going to accomplish in the next two years? Right now, are, are you suggesting that Clarence Thomas is going to die and and therefore you get a switch? This oh, it's just a five four now. Because people forget that in the in the in the case that was decided yesterday, right when it comes to prayer and public people in prayer. Um, that was a 6-3 straight-up decision. That was Roberts, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Barrett, Alito, Thomas, 
all voting in lockstep. We weren't supposed to see that, right? Kavanaugh was supposed to be a massive disaster and a disappointment. And while I'd never, or I shouldn't say never, while I largely disagreed with some of the logic of what why he voted the way that he did in some of the early cases during his tenure, he's proven on the things that matter the most to have the cojones to stand up for originalism. John Roberts is a mushy individual. But lately, I want you to think about this. Guns, life, prayer, religion, personhood, Second Amendment. They've all stood up. In one form or another. Now, you can argue that Roberts technically didn't vote for the overturning, or uh, didn't vote in concurrent, well, didn't actually vote in the um, the the Dobbs case because he just had a concurrence. He wrote his own concurrence, right? He didn't actually sign on to Alito's opinion. So technically it was a 5-3-1 vote, but whatever. It was technically 6-3. Six to, six to three. Um. I want you to think about that. Now, I, I, let's go ahead and move on uh, to the next question because I think it's I think it um, kind of um, well. How do I put this? It kind of works with um, what we've been talking about here. Um. So this kind of goes along with um, the arguments that you were talking about with Roe versus Wade. And and I think I can get you, not just you, but I think I can get other people to understand why I believe what I believe in that uh, answer to your question. But truth or fiction, Elizabeth Warren is dumber than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Dumber than uh, Lucy. So I, you asked me this last night off air, um, and just just for the sake of thinking about it, um, you know, ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought about this, and and I actually think that this is truth. Um, based on the the tweet that you sent me, I'll let you read that in a minute. Um, there's there's that, and then. If you look at Elizabeth Warren's record and some of the things that she has said or has claimed or has done, like the uh, one 1,024th Native American, um, yeah, yeah, I do think this is truth. AOC has done or, or rather said a lot of very stupid things. Elizabeth Warren has said a lot of stupid things and done a lot of stupid things. Uh, yeah, to, um, to your point... <clears throat> I think the, the biggest difference here is that Elizabeth Warren's uh, stupidity comes from what she actually wants to have happen, right? Versus Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, saying a lot of really dumb things in public, but producing really nothing when it of substance. And right, I also right. look at it from the perspective of a lot of the things that we think that she's saying that is dumb is because we don't agree with socialist principles. She does. We would true, we yeah. would deem that to be stupid. But is it actually stupid or is it just a difference in political philosophy? Now, I present to you the reason why I believe you are correct. Elizabeth Warren is dumber than AOC. And this also is going to speak to your question to me previously. But uh, Caroline Kitchener who covers abortion for the Washington Post. Because apparently that's literally a thing. But uh, she says that I just spoke with at E. Warren, so that would be Elizabeth Warren, who suggested the Biden administration establish Planned Parenthood outposts on the edges of national parks. They could put up tents, have trained personnel, and be there to help people who need it. It's time to declare a medical emergency in America, basically. That has to be one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. 
not so much from a perspective of um, I support life and she supports death, but from a literal medical perspective. Because here's what we do know about abortion from a medical perspective. It is a very dangerous procedure for the mother. The mortality rate for people who get an abortion, not just to not just talking about the the baby that gets murdered, but the mortality rate of the mother is far greater for somebody getting an abortion than somebody giving birth. Okay? The two are not even in the same ballpark. So we're supposed to set up a medical tent that will allow for an abortion. Does Elizabeth Warren actually know what an abortive procedure is, looks like, or could be? Does she understand it? I'm going to guess no. It's very clear that she's probably never, other than to, to take a photo in front of, but never talked to an actual abortion doctor who is willing to tell the truth as to what takes place inside that office. It is why... By the way, when they were trying to chip away at Roe versus Wade, rather than dealing with it head on like they did in Dobbs, like they did in Alabama and some other uh, places, why they were going after needing hospital admission? Because this is such a dangerous medical procedure that you might need to take somebody to the hospital for an emergency situation. So now we're going to, you're advocating for a dangerous medical procedure to happen out in the open, in the wild, in a completely uncontrolled or uncontrollable environment, one that is wholly unsterile, let alone in the as most sterilized as possible scenario of a quote-unquote doctor's office, right? And then even then, you can argue about the uh, sterility of those offices, but that's that's neither here nor there. So back to your previous point, Pat. <clears throat> Do you think that plays with the independent crowd or the the crowd who says, "You know what? I believe that maybe we should have the the life of the mother or um or rape and incest be allowed, but everything else." You think that works? What, what uh, sounds no. more extreme? No abortion or let's do this outside the national parks. Logically, let's do this outside the national parks is much more extreme. The only I think the only people that are going to be for something like that are like your crazy Karens that, you know, will will be all for it. But otherwise, no, I don't I don't think most people would be for that. Even even those that do lean pro-choice, by the way, um, I don't think they would be for that because they, they understand that this is not just a procedure that you just go and do and, and, and right. be okay. Right. Now, beyond that, Pat, I want you to think about this, right? What was the – what was one of the maybe top three arguments made about, well, if you overturn Roe, this is going to happen? <clears throat> what What would be one of the three that they – um, talked about. Um, it, I guess I'm not really understanding the question. Like, like so. Talked about so if if from the left, right? If they they were their argument is you can't overturn Roe versus Wade because X Y Z is going to happen. Oh, because women are going to go and find abortions on their own or do them on their own, and 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 it would be much more dangerous than it is now. Okay, so exactly yeah. overturning Roe. Uh, it's going to force women into back alley abortions. Roe gets overturned. How about we just set up some abortions in the woods? What? That, so you literally are saying, um, let's make sure that we do that outdoors. So, so, so you're advocating for the back alley abortion. Well, oh, we're going to have trained professionals there. It's, it's still a back alley abortion. What is the difference between the back alley and uh, Yellowstone National Park? 
and then and then for for the uh, party that supposedly cares about the uh, womanhood and the life of the mother and the health of the mother. I mean, you sure are putting her in a very compromising position if you're going to be doing this out in the woods. Now, she is also an advocate for um, the Biden administration um, giving $4,000 to any woman who wants to cross the state line and have an abortion. Did you know that? She's saying that the DHS, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, Uh should... Uh, prepare the ability to give a $4,000 tax break or whatever it is um, to any woman who has an abortion in America that has to cross state lines. Where's that money coming from? Um, I am pretty sure the taxpayer funding of an abortion is illegal. Right. Also, did you not just hear the Supreme Court of the United States tell you that uh, the federal government cannot be involved in abortion? Did, did you not just hear that? But, but here's the thing. She doesn't care. Right. And we talked about that yesterday. The left does not care. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the court. They don't care. It is my way or the highway and anything, including the, the framework that is supposed to uphold a civil society, the thing of which we compromised on and passed and ratified so that we formed a more perfect, not a perfect, but a more perfect union is now null and void. We talked about that yesterday. This is about nullification of our social compact. When we have talked about defying the Supreme Court, and this goes to Thursday's episode of Judicial Supremacy, when we have talked about defiance of Supreme Court, it is in defiance of a moral evil. We're not advocating um, necessarily breaking a law. We are advocating for civil disobedience to that law or that action or that immoral action or law. Now, to the left, they see the overturning of Roe versus Wade as an immoral position, right? I want you to think about that. They see it as immoral to, quote-unquote, tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body, except for nobody told her to have sex, unless it was a case of rape, right? Nobody told her to do that. Nobody forced her into that position. Nobody forced him into that position. And we also see the insanity of, well, then the father should be paying for all of the uh, services and all of the, you know, all of the things leading up to um, the, the child being born. Yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome to conservatism. Welcome to a liberty-based uh, mindset when it comes to this. So, you know, it's like the, that's the responsibility of the parent, right? That that is called responsibility, and right. yeah, the 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 conservative, the right movement says, yeah, fathers should be responsible for their children. Fathers should step up. Fathers should marry the mothers. Fathers should be in the home. Fathers should be present in the lives of their child. Welcome to the conservative opinion on this. Is unreal. The, the pretzels that these people have twisted themselves in since Roe versus Wade has been overturned. It's amazing to watch. And for me, I say, keep pushing the pedal to the metal. Keep doing it. Because the more you do it, the more you expose their insanity, like this idea of, let's set it up on the national parks. Right? But, I digress. Um, Pat, before we get into more Truth or Fiction Tuesday, why don't we play the B or not the B? All right. Are you ready for today's headline? Um, I'm about as ready as Planned Parenthood is to go out of business. Oh, and by the way, did you know that Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin has just rooted up and bye-bye, basically? Oh, good for Wisconsin. 
But today's headline, the U.S. Army has dropped its high school diploma requirement to get recruits. The U.S. Army has dropped its high school diploma requirement to get recruits. Why do you think it can't get more soldiers? The U.S. Army has dropped its high school diploma requirement to get recruits. Is this the B or not the B? Well, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to go with not the B. Mm, why is that? Because this, sound, this sounds way too real. Well, you are correct, my friend. And of course, let me just take a quick sip of uh, the deliciousness that is American Pride Roasters coffee real quick. Frogger in the throat. That's always fun when you're uh, talking on air. But you are correct. This is not the B. This is not the B. The U.S. Army announced on Thursday it is removing its requirement for potential recruits to have a high school diploma or GED certificate to enlist. In an effort to improve recruiting numbers, the Army has met just 40% of its recruiting goal this year, according to Military.com. Quote, the service announced that individuals may enlist without those previously required education certifications if they ship to basic training this fiscal year, which ends October 1st. Recruits must also be at least 18 years old and otherwise qualify for a job in the active duty army. They also must score at least a 50 on the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery, or ASVAB, an SAT-style quiz to measure a potential recruit's academic ability. A 50 on the test is a relatively low score, with 31 being the minimum to qualify for service. The Army's sister services seem to have a similar issue with low recruiting numbers, hitting the entire Defense Department, according to Military.com. Now, why would you think they're having a hard time convincing young men and women to sign up for the modern military? Um, I think I know. What is a man and what is a woman? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And also, uh, the Department of Defense, diversity, equity, and inclusion are necessities in the U.S. military. Um, also, uh, jab up and shut up. Also, uh, white rage. And also, uh, Joseph Marionette Biden, in the U.S. military, every vehicle is going to be climate friendly. So now you don't even have to graduate from high school. Now, what, what could possibly go wrong with this, Pat? I mean, it's not like we're we're um, almost at war with um, Russia, like full on war, um, because we have already said we're giving them more um, defense weapons, mm-hmm. like air defense weapons, by the way, um, which. Russia has already said is a non-starter for them, and they will declare war in the United States of America should we do that. Um, so, and hear me out, Pat. What is one way, what is arguably the only way that Joe Biden wins uh, wins in the midterms and maybe gets a second term? What would be the only way that you could see that happening? What, what uh, pray tell what? could happen in the United States of America in which the the red wave that is coming gets buttressed. What what possible thing could happen? Well, there would have to either be a boom in the economy and or and actually I would say and I think I think this has to happen as well. The uh, war in Ukraine and Putin are defeated. Oh, okay. Um, I have a very different take on that. I agree with you on the economy, right? The economy has to turn around quick. Right. Right. But there's another way. And another thing that happens, we're at war. Name a single war that we have gone into in which we've decided to change presidents. Other than the constitutionally required change of presidents during the Vietnam War. Uh, We haven't. Ever. Ever. Call me a cynic. Call me crazy, but the step up of the um, the accoutrement that we are giving to the Ukrainians, which, by the way, I mean, if you just pay attention to what propaganda is coming out, my God, do we have no clue what is actually happening over there. You want to talk about gaslighting? 
oh, we're totally being gaslit. Yeah. We have no idea. The media is doing such a disservice. We have no actual clue what the hell is or isn't happening over there. You would get the the thought with the pictures that you see of Vladimir Zelensky and, and others, right? Um, you would get the idea that uh, Ukraine is is winning this war, right? You would get the idea that uh, it's a win that uh, they're still there. Is that really what's going on? Who knows? It could be. We have no idea. We have no because idea. Because our media has has done this, right? They've they've not bad-sided both or good-sided both sides. They've decided there's an evil and a good side. Here's the rub. There is no evil and good side. Both sides of this war suck. One of them is a uh, a corrupt kleptocracy. The other is an oligarchy with a madman at the helm. Does that sound like good and bad to you? Yeah. No. Um, here's here's another question in regards to this, though. Too, if you're old enough to serve in the military, you're old enough to vote. If they're recruiting kids before they graduate high school, does that lower the voting age? No, because they're saying you have to be 18. Oh, so you still have to be 18 right. still to, to join? Okay. Right, right. Now, beyond that, Pat, why else is this bad? Because if they're not meeting their recruiting goals and they're about to go to war, what the hell do you think is going to happen next? Uh, you get your ass kicked. No. No, 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 no. Before that, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to dip into the selective service. Ah, okay. They're going to institute a draft. That's the reality of the situation in front of us, by the way, because we're the only ones willing to do this, by the way. The European Union? Nope. The UN? Oh, hell no. Great Britain? Nope. Nobody is willing to do a full-on war with Russia, except for us. Call me a cynic, but the only way I see a victory coming for the Democrats or anybody else is suddenly we're at war. And what have we been doing, if you've been paying attention, ramping up the things that will lead us into actual physical on the ground war with Russia? And unfortunately, I think this administration is senile enough that they would lead us into war with Russia. Yes. And that was that's always been my argument when it comes to not electing Joe Biden to the presidency of the United States of America, is that he is incapable of leading a military in time of war. He is incapable of understanding the geopolitical. And more importantly, he has never been right when it comes to foreign policy, not once in his entire 50 plus freaking year career, career in politics. Not once, not one damn time. I know you're a cynic when it comes to uh, replacing presidents in time of war because it's never happened except for Vietnam. And that only happened because um, an assassination Mm. and uh, the end of a term. Right. It had to. So that that, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I know I know you're skeptical, but if there were ever a reason to change a presidency during a time of war, it might be this. Yeah. And and that would be the argument that I would make. So, like, if I were Ron DeSantis, this would be the reason I would run. Can you trust the insanity of Donald Trump? Can you trust the senality of Joe Biden? No. But can you trust that I'm a strong leader who will listen to and do the right things? I mean, don't get get me wrong. Trump is Trump. But, I mean, he's the only president since Reagan. Mm -mm. No. See, before that even, to not get us involved into more foreign conflicts or wars. Truman's probably the last one. Truman? Yeah. <clears throat> Eisenhower was Korea. Yep. And then we had the Vietnam. Right. Um, Carter. 
I yeah the whole Iran hostage crisis. Yeah, that wasn't really a war though. That's true. So I guess maybe Carter. Since Carter, probably. Yeah. Because Reagan had so, Iran Contra. He had the right. Nicaragua situation. Right. Um. So, yeah. so that that's that's my point though. Is 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 say what you want about Trump and and him being you know kind of crazy. Right, but, but what I'm saying like, is he he's going to inherit a war and he's going to be 80 years old. Right. No. Yeah. That's no. the same I, argument I, I, I made. F- no. See you later. See you later. You're over the age of 75. Get the hell out. I'm sorry. You, you don't belong at the in, in the presidency of the United States of America. It's just but whatever. The whole point that I'm trying to make here is you have to wa- this is such a dangerous thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. They're so desperate to get people because of they wouldn't be doing this, Pat, if there wasn't an already thought that we're about to go to war. That's my point. This doesn't happen. Oh, so what? We only made 40% of our goal. This doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're not about to be at war, right? If you need to not be on a war footing, it shouldn't matter. Because what happens in two years' time, right? You're loosening the requirement while telling us that these are the dangerous people of America, right? It only happens because you're desperately trying to avoid a draft. It only happens because you need to be on a war footing. That's my point. This story only happens because of that. Otherwise... We're not at war. If we don't need to be at war, what what does it matter? What our standing army is, unless somebody is about to attack us. By the way, the the days of needing a standing army to fight a war are almost over. Right. The people who are the most effective in a war are sitting behind a computer. Right. Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros and drones. Uh, By the way, we shouldn't even get started on this either, but... uh, with what Russia's doing, we don't even know what China's going to do. Right, right, so, exactly. You know. Let's not even go down that road. My whole point in bringing all of this up is to say two things. One, this is dangerous. Two, are we headed for a draft? And three, because of this, does this tell you we're about to go to war? Combine it with all the things that we do know about what the Biden administration is or isn't signaling to Ukraine and Russia. It's hard to not put this two and two together. And unfortunately, the cynic in me says this is all cynical. This is all about maintaining power. Now, that having been said, Pat, your second truth or fiction. Alrighty then. Truth or fiction. With, in regards to Clarence Thomas' remarks on same-sex marriage and contraceptives, the Supreme Court will revisit both issues. Truth or fiction? Truth. And here's why. Um, because that's... So I want to be careful about this. Um, what that signals is we want you to bring a case before us, right? So when you look at Kavanaugh, right... Brett Kavanaugh, in a previous decision, had invited the states to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, put this case in front of me, please, right? Please, please bring a case of abortion in front of me. He even did it in in a um, a ruling that went against the pro life idea, but he was like, "You're you're barking up the wrong argument." This is a this is a signal of here's your blueprint for getting a case in front of us that will work. Now, I also look at this from the perspective of the government has no business in my marriage, one way or right. the other. And I, and that's largely where I believe this is going. And we saw Whoopi Goldberg talk about, well, what's next, interracial marriage and this, that, or the other thing because of what, he, what Clarence Thomas wrote. What Clarence Thomas was doing in that concurrent opinion, right? What he was signaling is that he, and he alone, by the way, believes this to be true. So 
Will that or will that not happen? Well, what we also have to understand about the United States Supreme Court is this, Pat. Each one of the justices, right, including John Roberts, have a jurisdictional duty, right? So they they oversee certain parts of the federal judiciary, right? Right. So like, let's say the, the mid-Atlantic region or whatever, right? They sometimes get to decide whether or not these cases come up or stay down, right? So Amy Coney Barrett has done this a few times where she has refused to hear a case. At the, she's refused to put it on the docket of the Supreme Court. Um, and that's happened with the COVID-19 mandates, right? Right. Um, what this is a signal is those who are in Clarence Thomas's jurisdiction, please bring this in front of me and it's going to come up before the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Because what he was talking about in his concurrent opinion is, <clears throat> is largely this idea that um, the judiciary gets to define these things. These are subjective things where they're supposed to be objective realities that they deal with. It's kind of an untechnical way of dealing with the technical. Okay, And so what he's saying is that um, – it is hard to read into the Constitution these subjective things. And if they are subjective, is this or is this not a state-by-state -state issue? And I firmly believe this to be the case. The only thing that I hesitate on is, will this happen soon or will this take a long time? Because you have to have a really good basis for these cases to be to, to work their way through the court. Because Obergefell, right, is basically saying um, every state in the United States of America must recognize a same-sex marriage. The, ar the argument from our side, at least if it's honest, is that what the hell business does the state have in my marriage? So... The argument for us is, I, if my church recognizes my marriage, right, I should be able to hand in that certificate of marriage to the state and it must recognize it, right? That's it. That's all you need to know. It's the same thing for a, for a civil union or if a church wants to do a same-sex marriage. I would argue that they're doing Christianity wrong at that point, but that, that's, that's for them to decide. Okay, And if that's the case, the state should recognize that. Same with interracial marriage. Same with this. Same with that, right? Now, the only interest the state has in marriage, really, Pat, is to avoid incest, is to avoid um, things that would be biologically bad for our society. The only thing that I would argue the state has in marriage is that it is supposed to be in the promotion of the advancement of human society. And what is the advancement of human society? Procreation. I can make that argument that the only business that the state has in, and I don't use the states, I'm using the state, any state, any jurisdiction has in marriage, is that it should be for the promotion of the welfare of the state. I'm missing something. No, no, I, I, I agree on all counts in terms of, you know, the state really doesn't have any business in my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you, you being Catholic, me being uh, Mormon, you know, like, like our marriages are a little different. Um, and, you know, and how those things are done. I mean, we have what's called a temple marriage and things like that. The way I see it, my wife and I, we go get married in the temple. We turn in a certificate to the state and says, hey, we're married. You have to recognize that. I, I agree with that 100%. I think um, I think this is truth and, and that they, they will revisit this because this probably, if it all falls under the 10th Amendment, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's why they would revisit this. That being said, you know, I, I know a lot of people that are freaking out about the 
same-sex marriage thing right now or or the the idea of of contraceptives being revisited by the supreme court and, and then going going in the complete opposite direction to where they where we've been mm-hmm. um i don't know that that's necessarily going to be true just because the supreme court um has a hearing and and will potentially make a ruling that that could reverse the previous ruling does not necessarily mean same-sex marriage will be illegal all of a sudden it just means it might be determined state by state rather than a federal recognition because there is nothing in the constitution and this goes for traditional marriage as well by the way yeah absolutely um so this it, it does not the constitution does not explicitly say what should happen with marriage right so it's not in the purview of the federal government. So I, I don't. And here's the th- other thing: I don't see most states, if not all states, reversing how they recognize same-sex marriage. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Um, I don't disagree with you there. I, I just think that what he is showing is that if this is true, then these things must also be true. Right. Right. And I I I, I agree with that. All right, so one final truth or fiction for you. We do not have a nation anymore. And the sooner that we realize it, the better that we can prepare for producing a place in which liberty, classical liberty, can live free again. That's a tough one. (sighs) You... The hard part of, of this question is, is how do you define a nation? Um, well, exactly. And, because is it borders? Is it whatever? Right. But, but I would look at it from this perspective, right? So in Germany, right? Right. It is borders. But even within Germany, it hasn't been Germany for very long. Even within Italy, it hasn't been Italy for very long, Right. The Italian right. nation is a relatively young nation. The German nation is relatively young. In fact, a lot of it was the kingdom of Bavaria, the kingdom of you know Brandenburg Saxon and all that right. other stuff, right? But in Europe and in Africa and other places, it's largely land. Right. Or, or to do with tribes or to do with ethnicity or religion, right? Here in America, what is and what does define us? It is, it is that social compact. It is not ethnicity. It is not borders. It is not this. It is not that. It is simply this, the concept of classical liberty and the Constitution of the United States of America. You could, you could make the argument that borders do play a part, but I, I, with where you're going with this. So, so here's why I would disagree with that argument, simply because our borders have been arbitrary our entire existence as a nation right so if you want to get technical about that then only the 13 colonies as they originally existed should be our, the united states of america right well there's there, there's a reason why i said you could i could make the argument but here's 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 something that i, I i've been thinking about w- with this and that is in terms of america being a nation we are not we're not a nation of laws. We're a nation of political will. But, but furthermore, America is an idea. It's not necessarily a place. See, I've never subscribed to that America is an idea. It is an ideal. Okay. They're, those are different terms and their definitions matter, right? <clears throat> America is not an idea. The, the idea that America, quote unquote, was founded on is really an ideal. And that right. ideal is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So that being said, though, um, liberty is being infringed upon more and more all the time. In fact, I, we, we could make the argument that we were, we've lost and we're continuing to lose liberty unless we do something about it. Um, so, yeah, if, if that's the case, and, and considering the spirit of the age and the cultural war that we are, are now in, you know, I said this yesterday. You, there, there is no putting the genie back in the bottle with this. Mm-hmm. We have to decide: do we uphold those ideals that in which we were founded on, 
or are we a completely changed nation or do we or do we become a split nation i i think it, i think that's the crossroads that we're at and, and because of that are we still a nation now i would go with i would go with this statement is is true like it, it has to be truth at the end of the day that we aren't a nation or that we are that we are that we are not that we are on the brink yeah, and, and I look at the perspective of what, kind of what we talked about yesterday on the show mm. is that the ideal of America, right? The concept of what we are is an ideal. It is not these other immutable, definable characteristics of what we think of as a nation, right? Um, the thing that has always hold, held us together is that social contract, that social compact. And it's always been, we know the rules in which we can, in the sandbox, if you will, that we can play in, right? It has always been around the framework of what the Constitution of the United States of America is about, or your state constitution, right? That's always been the case. We have always agreed to those terms. I would argue we have one side that doesn't agree to those terms anymore. That is, there will be done and screw the Constitution, screw Anybody who doesn't believe in the things that they believe in. And how do I understand to know that? How, how pray tell do I know that, uh, that we're talking about that, Pat? Is because I take a look at the reaction to Roe versus Wade. I take a look at the reaction to anything that they don't like that happens in the court. And it is never, um, okay, how do we live within that framework? And that's why on Thursday, I want to talk about this concept of judicial supremacy, because I firmly believe that we we have screwed ourselves in multiple ways when it comes to this uh, concept, when it comes to the fact that we don't have this separation of powers like we're supposed to. But by and large, the left has shown its hand to tell us what. They don't believe in the social compact of America anymore. They believe in a life that is wholly beholden to either the majority opinion on, a, on any particular topic. They don't believe in the electoral college. They don't believe in any of the frameworks of how we do society here in America or are supposed to do society. While one side does believe in those frameworks. You cannot live side by side in a country in which one group doesn't agree to the same sandbox rules as the other, right? They're over there playing in a different sandbox, yet they're still over here kicking down your sandcastle as you build it. But you right. say, hey, I, I have no business over there, right? They're, you're being tied by the Constitution while the other side is not. And the question is, do we start to go down that road, which I would disagree with, right? Do we start saying, oh, screw the Constitution ourselves? And if that's the case, then we don't have a United States of America anymore. We have something completely different. So either way, we lose unless we focus in on liberty. And that's why I asked that question. Because we're about, we're on the brink, to your point, of a national divorce. And if we don't revive liberty, if we don't live a liberty mindset in our own lives, you're going to go crazy. If you don't rely on yourself, your family, your God, if you don't realize that that's the foundation, that is the whole thing. When you look back at the founding fathers, it wasn't because they were smarter, richer, any of those things. Some of these people were debtors large debtors. Some of these people were your average Joe Farmer. Some of these people were the aristocracy, right? But what made them important is the fellowship within liberty, because this was something that was rooted deep within themselves, and then within a fellowship, and then Remember, less than 30% of the American people agreed with them when they went into a revolutionary war with the largest military power in the world at the time. 
It's not about majority minority. It's not about any of these things. It's about your will. And they're attempting to assert their will while you're playing a different game. And the only way to help yourself is to stop playing their game, to begin to play your own, and then be okay. Be okay being different. Get used to different. This America we live in is different. What that future holds, I don't know. What I do know is you need to control what you can control, and that is living a liberty mindset for yourself. Because come what may, and come what has been done to us over the last couple of years, Pat, who's been better off? The people who have said, okay, you're going to play by these games or these sets of rules. I don't like those rules. I believe them to be in violation of the Constitution of the United States of America. So I'm going to live my life the way that I see fit. Right? That's what we've done here. Yeah. We've been okay being different, not going to a restaurant. Oh, well. Oh, shucky darns. Right? Not doing some of these other things that make Chicago great. Oh, well. The whole point in all of this is to say, you have to understand the game that's being played and either you want to play their game or play your own. And my suggestion is play your own. And with that, Pat, any final thoughts on today's show? Yeah, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Andrew Coppins is the crazy cynic. <laughs> that is true also do not forget check out reviving liberty the first episode is out today on your favorite podcasting platform go to revivingliberty.com please be smart be safe be kind as always matthew 547 planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.